0: hello and welcome to mother's voice podcast if you'd like to learn more about our other events you can go to we rise in love.com. we rise in love.com hello everyone this is Monsef Afker, and thank you so much for joining us in this new episode of um, mother's voice um, yeah thank you so much for for being here and sharing with us your beautiful energy and presence and um, yeah, also I, I feel so grateful and excited that uh, Jenny Kennedy is, is with us on the show today. Um, I had her in, in, uh, in a different show um, a couple of years ago. And really, I, I loved the, the message that, that she brought and also um, how inspiring her story is because she could uh, heal from uh, an incredible um, uh, cancer stage. Uh, and also her story, it's, it really um, inspires us um, to believe in our heart no matter um, the uncertainty that we may face. And also no matter what the, the fear and trigger we may experience uh, from the outer world, like people around us or situation, um, that's are that's happening through the, the process of, of healing and um, yeah i'm I'm really really excited that she's here and she is an intuitive healer and teacher um, and also a, a mother and she she lives in in she's from new zealand and lives there so um yeah so so jenny welcome to the show we're happy to have you with us
1: thank you so much Monsef. it's my pleasure to be here and share my story and hopefully bring some inspiration to others of the power that we have within us to heal
0: right absolutely and uh yeah so 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 let's start um talking a little bit about your story your healing story i would love if you can um share with us about that in the beginning
1: so i was diagnosed with incurable stage 3c ovarian cancer back in 2012 They didn't actually give me a a time limit, but they told me that it was a matter of months. They could uh, operate, so I had radical surgery, and then they offered me chemotherapy to um, just give me a few more months. But, you you know, they continually said that they could not heal me. And so that was quite. as anybody knows it gets a diagnosis like that it's shocking it puts you into an absolute state of shock that it was totally on my mind from sun up to sunrise continuously and until about 10 days later i just woke early one morning with this voice inside my head that just said to me you are healed and i sort of thought oh am i going crazy you know what this is about but it also what it did is my body believed it. So that, that stress and that shock and that terror that I've been carrying just dissipated, just like that. It was magical. And in my research afterwards, what I came to understand was that when we are faced with a life and death situation, our intuitive brain can override our logical thinking brain. And, you know, bring through the messages through. And so that's obviously what happened for me because, as you said, I'm an intuitive healer and I've been doing this for 10 years before I got my diagnosis. So my intuition, which everybody has, um, was probably developed more than what, you know, the everyday person was. But that's what I do in, in the work when I'm sharing with people whatever they're healing or going through is to listen to that your own inner voice because we all have the answers to what it is we're trying to heal and that's you know in all areas of our life and relationships or with our abundance money issues or with our health we all have the answers within and so if we can listen to that inner voice then that journey begins with that healing. So that that's that first step to healing. In my journey I uncovered six steps to healing and this was the first step, very powerful step to listen to that inner voice. And then um, it was sometime afterwards that a, a friend came to visit me and she um, just said to me, I know someone who's going through what you're going through and she's had her first chemo and she died. And when she made that statement, it took me out of that place of knowing and trusting my intuition and threw me back into that place of fear. But I know once we've made set an intent or put out a prayer, whatever you want to call it, to achieve something, then the universe is always conspiring to help us. And so rather than me looking that as a negative, I took that as a positive and thought, yep, you've done me a great big favor because I've seen how my body's reacted to what she said to me. I'm only gonna surround myself with people who believe that I can heal. And so that's my second step to healing is to surround yourself with people who encourage you and support you. So I had this belief. That I was healed. I had, I was now surrounding myself with people that believed I could heal, but I didn't know what to do next. So, what I did was went into meditation and just asked my body to show me what it is that I needed to do. And when I, it was like I did a scan of my body in this meditation. And I could see this tumour that was growing in my lower abdomen coming out. And it said to me, well, you look great from the outside, because I did. I looked healthy and well, and well, supposedly healthy and well. And I'd just been on holiday, so, you know, I'd been on the beach for some time, but what my body told me was that something isn't right within this tumor was coming to show me that i need to go deeper and look within and so this is what i call the third step to healing is to become aware of your inner knowing to really connect with your soul because your soul knows when your life is out of balance and something isn't going right So I'd got that third step to healing, the awareness of um, what was going on for me. But I didn't know what I was gonna do, how I was going to heal it. And so I asked a dear friend to come over and sit with me and we would go on to meditation and between the two of us, we would uncover the root cause of what had created the cancer in my body. And I'm a great believer in that power of intent. Once I set the intent, I totally trusted the universe would reveal this to me. And so I went into a meditation where um, I just went into a memory. It was a, a very old memory. And as I uncovered this memory, it was so real for me. The emotion was so raw. And what I uncovered that in that memory, I had taken on two beliefs, and that was that I wasn't good enough, and it must have been my fault. Now I come from a history of emotional, physical, and sexual abuse, and so from those two beliefs that I'd taken on, I'd sort of they formed that basis of my life. That I became the chronic people pleaser, and I put everybody else before my own needs. And so I'd run ragged. Um, I was always looking out for other people, didn't know how to say no, to build up safe boundaries for myself. And this is where the true healing began, when I learned to connect with my inner voice and then bring it out and express it in the world, as, as you know, what it was okay for me, what I truly needed. I In my life, I'd settled for second best in my relationships for so long that this cancer had allowed me that opportunity to learn, to speak up and express exactly what I wanted. And it was scary to begin with because it was foreign for me to even know what I wanted, and then express what I wanted. So if you are in a journey of learning to connect with your inner voice and bring it out into real time, be really gentle with yourself as you do that. So that was my fourth step to healing, to actually be led to the root cause of what had created the dis-ease within my body. And so the next uh, step to healing is just to surrender. So I invited myself to surrender to what is, what I was facing, knowing that at some level I was being guided to heal this, but also to surrender to any emotion that arose. So the old me, any time my body had indicated that something wasn't right, I just squashed that down and then did what everybody else wanted to do or learnt to appease other people and their anger that was around me. And so this in this learning to surrender to the emotion, to a name, any emotion that would arise for me and at any time and then to ask myself the question, how was I going to firstly use that inner voice to what I was gonna do, and then to use my external voice to bring out, to share what I needed for my needs to be met. And so the last step is unleash your plan. And so I had a plan physically and emotionally how I was going to heal this, and this was by doing Yoga, meditation, qigong, eating healthily, continuing doing my emotional release work and it took about six months and in that time I had a third of the chemo that they recommended because my intuition told me when I'd had enough and by that time, my um, cancer markers had dropped down, not, not into the place of normal, but they dropped right down. And I was really confident and thought, right, I've got the sussed. And away I went, out into the real world, knowing that I was healed. However, it was about two about two years later, we had moved quite some distance um, from one island in New Zealand to another island because we wanted to live in a warmer climate. And so my medical team had changed. And the first time I went to visit my new gynecologist, he said to me, I needed some blood tests to have some blood tests because they wanted to see where my cancer markers were. And I'd chosen not to have any more blood tests. I didn't want to know where my cancer markers were because the medical people said there was nothing more they could do for me. And so I was okay with that. And I was surprised that that wasn't in my notes. And I said to him, no, I don't want any more uh, blood tests done. I'm okay with where I'm at. And he said, oh, no, no, we need to know exactly where you're at. And I felt the anger started rising in me. I wasn't being honoured and heard. And I said again, no, I do not want any blood tests done. And he got quite emphatic and said, no, we need these blood tests done. Leaned over, grabbed the laboratory form and started filling it out and gave it to me. And so I was furious by the stage and walked out of his clinic and sat with us for two days. And that anger kept brewing and getting stronger. And then after two days, I thought, oh, blow you. I'll go and get these done and I'll show you that I'm fine. And so I went and had the blood test done. And about 10 days later, I got a phone call from my my. Uh, we call them a GP in America. I think you call them an MD who I hadn't yet met because we'd changed areas where we were living. And she said to me, has anybody given you your um, blood results? And I said, no. And she went, oh, and then there was silence. She said, oh, your cancer markers have shot right back up again. And You know, this was a total shock to me. It wasn't at all what I was experiencing. And so, long story short, I went and saw my oncologist and he said, we need to start chemo straight away. And I'd chosen not to have any more chemo. So I said, give me three months and I'll be back. And I went away and did more healing while I hadn't listened and honoured my own inner voice and allowed that doctor to override me. And when I did the healing on that, three months later, I went back and had more blood tests. And the um, my oncologist said, well, we don't know how this has happened, but your cancer markers have come right back down again. But for me, I had medical evidence that by suppressing that voice, not me not taking notice of it and allowing someone to override it, how that had changed the cancer markers in my body. Mm -hmm. And this is what the cellular biologists have discovered, that every time we suppress an emotion, we physically store that in our bodies. So I'm pleased to say now I listen to that in a voice, and I bring it out and express it, and do what is right for me. Mm-hmm. Thank wow. you for allowing me to share my story myself
0: yeah, and thank you to you for for sharing it um yeah, I really feel it's it's really really inspiring um for our audience and and for for everyone because it really shows um that's that we have our answers within. And we just need to allow ourselves to trust more and more, our inner knowing and our hearts, even though like the outer world, it, it shows things differently. And uh, yeah, my, my question will be about um, following, <coughs> sorry, about following your inner knowing, especially for, for our audience, uh, mothers, um, because there are a lot of expectations from the family and the society. and so my question is about those moments when the the inner knowing it's it can be um different from the expectations and sometimes like others they don't they don't understand like this guidance um uh, even though like we can express it so how how mothers can deal with this situation when um no one understand their own guidance and they feel like it's they are they they need to do like very differently
1: well first of all to connect with your own inner guidance it's like the body keeps the score so you'll know when you're feeling stressed or you know you get that tightened jaw when maybe your spouse doesn't speak to you nicely or something like that Uh, just check in with your body and then give yourself time because You know it's new behaviors and that's what was for me. I, I gave myself time and to give yourself time you can take a breath and then as you respond from a place of love and not from a place of anger then there will be a different outcome. So even if you you know, your children are driving you insane or something like that, and especially at the moment in New Zealand, we've been experiencing this lockdown. Where we're with our children twenty four hours a day, and so if they, if they get to you and then you explode then of course you're going to get the same reaction back so what i um encourage you to do is to find that space and it maybe even just to go to the toilet where you can get that space get yourself back into a place of love and then go and respond to your children and as you respond from that place of love then they will match that, they will respond back to that. And so that's with everything in in life. Need needs space to drop yourself back into that place of love and then respond, not react. mm
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's um and, and like you said, it, it needs some time uh in the beginning to get used to that and to find this space where um, how to say we are not just reacting we can like how to say we can be more present and more aware of what is happening within us so then we can feel more guided to, to take the, the right actions
1: yes actually if I can just use an example um, mm-hmm. of a client who's allowed me to share this and and during this uh, lockdown period you know the the relationship and the family is really brought to a fore and she said you know just the tension between her and her husband and her and her children and she sort of thought, oh my gosh when this is over I'm gonna leave my husband and I can't do this anymore and so we had a session together and I said to her look Do whatever you can to get yourself some space. So her her inner voice was telling her, oh, you know, I should be a good mother and entertaining the children and I should have the meal cooked ready for my husband because he's working all day and, and I should have more quality time with my husband. But for right now, she didn't feel like it. Right now, all she needed was some space. So she said, I did. I just walked away. And she listened to some music in a space for about an hour. And she said, everything changed. I calmed down. And she said, nothing needed to be discussed. I didn't have to tell the children off. Say anything to my husband. As she came back into that environment with that changed energy. She said, everything became so much easier. So what she took out of her vocabulary was what she thought she should do. She thought she was being selfish by taking herself out, putting on her headphones and having some peace. And so what she thought she should do, she got the opposite reaction by following what she actually needed in that moment. She could come back into the family environment and, you know, everybody responded to that new energy she had from that place of love.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um like when we start following our heart it it just it, it it gets um reflected back into other people and then they can feel feel that and um also i have another question about the same subject it's it's sometimes when um we follow our own knowing we follow our hearts um we may stay in that space for some time, but then after a while we we may feel guilty for being for acting differently than what others expect from us and from others maybe um their family or or the friends so how how um how how to build this this trust in in one's own knowing um even though we have those emotions coming up um throughout this process.
1: Um, well, well. Firstly, it's not it's not for you to explain, um, justify yourself as your new uh, behaviour, as you're finding your voice, and it's just to keep reiterating what your needs are, and what you will find. And this is what I found that a lot of my friends actually dropped off. My friends changed, and sometimes there's that. Um, space where your friends drop off before new ones come in because I'd been that people pleaser I'd attracted friends who had lots and lots of problems and I would just listen to them all day long um, sharing their problems me being a dumping ground for them and then they come back and say the same thing to me next week and of course none of my needs were being met um, you know, I wasn't sharing with anybody. So it's to just be really, really vigilant and know that they will change. And if they don't change, then they will drop, drop away. So it's to let go of being responsible for other people's feelings. And even you know, sometimes it can be with that with our mothers. They expect might expect a lot of us, and learn to say the word no when we when we find our voice and say that word no people don't like it so just to expect that you know there may be a little bit of chaos around as people are you know not used to that new you. but stay stay on track stay vigilant and eventually they will get used to it or drop away as i say mhm
0: yeah, absolutely, and yeah, it's 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 also it's it's okay that maybe some friends will, maybe will not be there uh, anymore because they have uh, a different path, but at the same time, like people who who love us, like even though in the beginning they maybe they disagree with um, our decision, but at some point, that they, they will, they will they will feel our our trust in our own knowing and the love space that we come from and at some point they will support that um we just maybe need to allow them allow for them also um more time and and space so they can feel that um that energy and that we are stepping stepping into
1: yes and um like for example say it's with your partner as as you're finding your voice and Um, learning to say no or to ask for your needs to be met. a, a, A solution cannot happen or cannot be found in the same energy that it was created. So if there's some heated discussion or, you know, we're finding anger rises, frustration, we feel that we're not being heard, that's when I say pause. Let it go for now because there cannot be any resolve unless we drop down into a a, a different energy. And so it's to have that patience as you're changing and healing your relationships through finding your voice. So when I first got diagnosed with cancer, um, it actually for the first time in my life released so much anger That I didn't even know, I never even knew I was an angry person. People would say to me, I can't believe you got cancer, you were so nice. But that's because I stuffed all this anger down. So when I realized that, um, you know, my boundaries had been crossed and, you know, I was doing way too much for people, I, I actually got angry. And so that anger came out quite strong at the beginning, which blew people's away around me. They said, Mm -hmm. wow, where did this come from? And then then I was able to tone it down a little bit more as I realised, no, I can express my frustration and anger when I first recognise it rather than letting it build up. So if something's going on and say, for example, your partner doesn't speak to you very nicely, rather than getting all agitated and frustration, just say, oh I felt really hurt when you spoke to me like that. So nipping things in the bud with love and it takes time to develop that skill to find that voice lovingly.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And um and also through through this process, maybe we need also to be patient and also um, very gentle and kind with ourselves. And also people around us, because here we are breaking like old patterns that comes from not only the family and friends, but also coming from society and cultures, like um, old patterns of love that we were thinking that love is based on sacrifice, on putting others first. So um, we need to, to allow more time for this transformation to happen and also um, have compassion toward ourselves and and others.
1: That's a big thing. So many people are, you know, put um, as I say, the shoulds or so much pressure on themselves, and it's a it's an unfolding journey, really. I mean, I'm healthy and well now, but. This this was a lifetime in the making, this um, pattern of me feeling not good enough and I must have done something wrong. So it's still present in my life at much less degrees, but it's still unfolding. And so what I'm finding now, because of that, um, you know, my relationships are now going up even to a different level where I've realised that I haven't actually had true emotional connections with people, um, I've just, I was too afraid to get hurt, because if I let someone in too close, so this is still ongoing now, you know, even though the physical body's healed, I think until I take my last breath, I will still be uncovering Things and learning, so patience absolutely is the name of the game. Patience for us and patience for those around us. As as mothers, I think um, the the feminine energy in the world is stepping up and allowing the masculine energy to connect with their feminine side, so their intuitive, caring part, and so. The transition takes time to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, the, the feminine energy is, is really needed for the transformation that we are experiencing now as a collective. And um, like for me personally, like the feminine energy really, really has me helped me through my healing journey and growth um, because I'm a man and also I, I came from, Technical background. I was an engineer, so I was like really, really um, <clears throat> toward the logical parts uh, of things. And like through my process, it it was more um, how to say. I received lots of support from um, women, and first of first of, of them, it it was my my mother and sister, and then also with different healers. So it's the feminine, like it's it's it really how to say. Um, it holds this this space, so the masculine can really, um, how to say, it, maybe uh, surrender at, at some point, but then allow um, the true aspects of the, the divine masculine to um, to show up and, and to, to get stronger. Um, so yeah, I really loved what you said. And um, also one more thing is um, through our um, either healing or growth or transformation, a uh, process or journey um at some point we feel this um like we feel our energy like getting higher and higher and feeling this growth um going really really well but from time to time we feel just we are falling from that place and getting back again um did you experience that through your uh journey of healing and how did you um um like um deal with that with those experiences
1: Well, I mean, certainly I did. I mean, for that example I gave when I allowed that um, gynaecologist to actually trigger me. But I mean, our vibrations, you know, with the work that we're all doing and the journey that we're on is, is raising, but we are still human and it's too much to expect. That we're love and light continuously. So it's to be really gentle on yourself if, if you you know you do get triggered or something comes up for you. That that's just life, you know. We we are humans first and foremost, even though we're spiritual, having a human experience. So in, in the whole um, the whole process, if you're on this journey of transformation. Is to love yourself unconditionally, and as I said, you know, put out, kick out that word "should" and that high expectation of yourself. Sometimes, you know, I realize, oh well, there's still more I I need to do on myself, or maybe could do, or then maybe I can just accept myself where I am and just go out and have fun. And when you have fun and you're in a place of joy that is creating the highest vibration. So as we're looking for things to heal or um, being hard on ourselves, we're lowering our vibration to that place of shame. So acceptance. Acceptance is a big key of, you know, being, being able to live in a high vibration, I think. No matter what is, everything is welcome.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you so much, Jenny, for for um, all this inspiration. And really, those messages um, are really powerful. I really love them. And I feel um, they are really, really inspiring and beneficial to our audience. And yeah, before we end our, um, our call today, um, do you have um, any um, last message that you can share with mothers who are listening to us?
1: Um, Well, the the most important message is to, you know, you may have heard it before, but it's like when you're an aeroplane, not that many of us are flying at the moment, but to put your own oxygen mask on first. So the more that you love yourself and care for yourself is the more that you can love and care for others so lower the bar on your expectations of um you know how clean your house is or w- whatever it is lower the bar and love yourself first
0: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and yeah this is how we can change our life and change uh and inspire others to to change as well um like loving ourselves is is maybe the first step to um creating a new way of of living and uh, and uh creating our life so yeah thank you so much jenny very grateful to you for being here with us um yeah i I was really happy that that you accepted to join us uh, on the show and share your story because really i I believe that so many need um, to hear that and learn from your experience and also from your uh, teaching so um, thank you so much, Jenny, uh, for being here with us. And also... Um, thank you, Mansif. <laughs> Sorry,
1: thank you, Mansif. It's been a pleasure.
0: Yeah, thank you. And and where, where can our audience find you?
1: Uh, my website is www.jennykennedy.co.nz. Wonderful. Or NZ in, in, in America, you call it. Yeah. yeah. So I have, a, I have work worldwide. So, you know, on Zoom or Skype worldwide.
0: Mm-hmm. Wonderful, yeah. Thank you, thank you so much again, Jenny. And um, you're welcome. Yeah, everyone. Also, thank you so much for being here with us, for sharing with us your um, your your presence and also co-creation with us. This um, wonderful experience. And um, yeah, so so um, with that, I'm sending you so much love, and I will see you on the next episode. Bye bye, everyone. If you'd like to learn more about our other events, you can go to weariseinlove.com. We rise in